Hello everyone, welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you've joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Before I get into my message for today, I want to remind you that um, uh, several years ago I preached a message titled, What About Political Prophecies? And since we're in a presidential election year, uh, you can be well assured that there's going to be all sorts of presidential political prophecies floating around as we move on closer to the election and so forth. And uh, uh, th those prophecies uh, tend to bring so much confusion to the body of Christ. I know they did uh, back prior to the 2020 uh, presidential election and then after that election was over and settled um, and, and uh, Joe Biden won the election. Uh, the, the Lord had me preach a message titled, What About Politi Political Prophecies? And uh, I, I, I think it is a very good message. It's one of the few messages I've ever preached in my life that if I could go back and preach it over, I wouldn't change a thing. And so, uh, but, but it, I, I preached that because there was so much confusion going on back at that time uh, because so many uh, big name uh, preachers, uh, so-called prophets, prophesied that uh, that Donald Trump was going to win the 2020 election, and, and he he didn't, and and so many Christians were dismayed over that, and and what about political prophecies, and and so the Lord had me teach a message from the Bible on that, and uh, uh, and and it would really do you a world of good to listen to that. Um, again, as we're moving into that season, uh, you know, like I said a moment ago, there's going to be those prophecies floating around. So uh, that message that I preached is attached to this message. It's in the description of this message. And uh, all you have to do is click on it and it'll take you. There's a link there. It'll take you right to that message. And uh, now it's audio only. So when you go there, uh, it'll be a picture of me, and I think uh, there's a uh, American flag off to the side or something. But uh, it's it's just it's audio only, so you won't I won't be like I am here where you'll see me <laughs> moving around. It's just be a picture of me, but uh, it, it's it's audio only. But I think it will really help you help you and be helpful to you if you listen to that. What about political prophecies? Okay, so um, and, and that and and it'll be available. Uh, I'm going to talk about it just briefly as we. Uh, uh, at the beginning of each message as we go through this entire year. I'll probably say a little less each time. Won't talk this long about it. I'll just mention, hey, it's there. But the first few weeks, I just want to let you know uh, that, uh, that that is there. And so please take advantage of it. Okay, now today, uh, let's talk about how to have abundant life. How to have abundant life. That's something that everybody's interested in. And I think everybody wants to have abundant life. You know, there's an old saying that says, you know, life begins at 30 or now some say life begins at 40 or <laughs> some will even say life begins at 50. Um, but you know, whatever that, whatever that number might be, I, I, I guess it's different for everyone, but I, I'll say this, and this I know for sure, abundant life, the life that God wants you to have, abundant life begins at the new birth. 
That's when abundant life begins. So the old saying says, well, life begins at 30 or life begins at 40. But I'll say this, abundant life, the life of God, the, the, the life God wants you to experience begins at the new birth. When you repent of your sins and when you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's where the life of God, the abundant life begins for you. You know, the most famous verse in the Bible, John three sixteen. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, now that word believe is not just a mental, a, a mental, you know, just believe that Jesus existed. It's, it's more than mental by far. It's a, it's not an issue of the, of the, of the mind. It's a, it's an issue of the heart. That word believe, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a dangerous word really because a lot of people think, well, if I believe that Jesus exists, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm born again, I'm saved. But no, you've got to, it's more than mental assent. It's, it's that word believe there means to, to sell out to him, to the Lord Jesus with your heart and, and place your trust and your faith in him and, and follow him and so forth. But be that as it may, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, everlasting life. We could say it this way, uh, and and obviously, uh, and I covered this in the last two sessions that I preached, one, one on heaven two sessions ago and then last week on hell. The parish here has to do with going to hell and the everlasting life has to do with going to heaven. But But also here upon the earth, God, you know, God is not just about heaven and hell. God wants us to enjoy our life here on the earth. He wants us to have abundant life here as we live our lives. You know, when I close up messages, I give people a chance to get saved. And and then I say, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him. And one day you'll go to heaven when you die, but he'll also make your life worth living in the meantime. You know, before you die, you know, yeah, we need to think about death and get and prepare for it. But, but, but between now and then, God wants us to have abundant life right here as, as we live our daily lives. And, uh, but, but life begins at the new birth for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, trusts in him, puts their faith in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Or we could say abundant life. So this another way of saying this verse here, or what I'm trying to get across to you from this verse is that life begins not just at 30 or 40 or 50. Life begins at the new birth. Glory to God. Amen to that. And look at John 10, 10, John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus also said, the thief, that's the devil, does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. You know, if something is stealing, killing, destroying, well, the devil's behind that. But then he says, Jesus said, I have come, speaking of himself. He said that he came that that they might have life and have it more abundantly. See, abundant life. So the Lord came so that we would have abundant life. So he came, yes, ultimately so that we would be able to miss hell and make heaven But he also, as I just said, I want to say it again. He also wants us to have fullness of life, the God kind of life, abundant life here as we live our daily lives between now and the time that we, that we, you know, die and go to heaven or, 
when the rapture takes place and the church is caught up to heaven between now and then, whether we go to heaven by way of the rapture or by way of the grave, either way, he wants us to have an enjoyable life, a full life, an abundant life between now and then. And that's what this message is about, teaching you, and I'll get to it here in a moment, how to have abundant life in the here and now. Uh, so Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Now, uh, you know, what is abundant life? Well, it, you know, I mean, I really don't have to explain much about this. I think we all <laughs> know what abundant life is. But, you know, I, I looked up some definitions and some different things from some study books that I've that I have. And and uh, and, and these are just some of the things that you could say that one could say about what abundant life is. You know, this is not an exhaustive list. There's much more you could say about it. But but we'll, we'll but just listen. What is abundant life? Well, on your way to heaven. Well, we've already talked about that. But, you know, I heard a person say this one time, and it's so true. Uh, the person said, you are not ready to live until you're ready to die. Now, you think about that. That statement is worth writing down and thinking about. You're really not ready to live here upon the earth until you're ready to die. What does that really mean? Well, it means that, that, that you really, and it really sums up what I've been saying since I started this message. You really can't experience abundant life until you're ready to die. Well, what do you mean ready to die? Until you know where you're going when you die. You're going one of two places. You're either going to go to heaven or hell. Your body's going to stay here on the earth, all right? But your spirit, when your spirit leaves your body, your body's dead. It'll stay here on the earth, be buried, you know. But your spirit will uh, uh, go one of two places. The real you, you're a spirit being that lives in that physical body. You're going to leave that body when you die. When, when your spirit leaves your body, your body's dead. But your spirit's going to go one or, two, one or two places, either to heaven or to hell. If you know Jesus as your Savior, you go to heaven. And if you don't, you go to hell. Okay? I talked about heaven and hell, as I said, the last two, two sessions. But you're not ready uh, to... You know, well, let me say this. How are, when are you ready to die? You're ready to die when you know Jesus as your Savior and you know you're going to heaven. And until that time, you cannot possibly experience abundant life in the here and the now. You, you just can't. You just can't. Because in, I, I, let me say it this way. Once you know where you're going when you die, and that's, and that's, that's all sealed up and settled, then and only then can you really take a deep breath and really enjoy the here and the now. Because you see, the, really the fear of death that's the main fear. If you study the Bible, you'll see that the main fear is the fear of death. And all other fears really, really spring up out of that fear of death. And if you think about any fear, like fear of flying, let's talk about that. You know, I'm, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that don't like to fly. They're afraid of it. Well, but why? Well, what's at the root of it? Is if something goes wrong and the plane blows up or crashes or whatever, they, they're, they're dead. Right. But if you're not afraid, if you if you're ready to die, if you know where you're going when when you die, you know, you're going to heaven, then 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 it takes that 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 fear of uh, of flying away because 
if something does go wrong with the plane, then God forbid it was all, it's all over. The plane crashes and you, you're dead. Well, you know, you're going to go to heaven. You see, and, and whatever it is, whether heights, some people are afraid of heights, you know, uh, well, flying and heights, same thing, but, but they're afraid of being up high. You know, well, what, what's at the root of that? Well, they might fall and, and splat. Down they go and hit the, hit the sidewalk or whatever. And, and, you know, I remember Diane and I, we, we went to, uh, we went to Niagara Falls many years ago and they put me, they put us up in it. If you've never been there, there's the American side and the Canadian side. And we were on the Canadian side and we, we had, saw that Harshoe Falls, you know, there's really two falls. There's a, the regular one that was on my mother's starch bottle. She, starch was a picture of Niagara Falls. I remember that when she ironed. And then, but I didn't know there was a horseshoe one. I didn't know that till we got there and to Niagara Falls. And man, that's, that, that horseshoe falls is something else. And, but they put us in a building and they put us on about, I don't know, about, I, I don't know, about the 80th floor or something like that. We were like one from the top and, uh, we were up there so high. And, and I mean, and, and when you walk in the hotel room, that wall, that's a, again, that when you walk, open the door, you go in that wall that you see, it's, it's not a wall of, you know, like, like a solid wall with just a, a window in it. The whole wall, the whole thing is thick plexiglass like stuff. And you can see, oh man, you walk in there and it's like, there's, it's like, there's no wall at all. It's just like open, but thank God there's a thick glass there. But and we were up there so high. We're looking down and, and God, I tell you what, we were up there so high. Uh, I, I, well, I walk about halfway over uh, to the to the to that window, and then I, I get down on my hands and knees and crawl the rest of the way over. And, I mean, we were so high up there, and and I had Diane, I had her. She slept darkly. I sleep on. I would sleep on the side of the bed that's closest to that window, but I had her sleep on that on that side at night because it was I wanted to be as far away from that window as I could get and <laughs> talk about being up high but oh it was pretty and then I kept I kept saying to her hey why don't we go down and and and, and let them put us down in a lower room and she kept telling me oh don't be a pansy you know and I said oh so we can call down they'll put us in a lower room and uh, uh <laughs> put us in a lower room I put us in a lower room. She said, no, no, you're being a pansy, being a pansy. So anyway, we stayed up there in that way up high. And then I remember, <laughs> I remember when we left, I asked the, the clerk there. I said, I said, I said, ma'am, I said, can I ask you a question? She said, what is it? I said, uh, d- d- does anybody ever call down and, and, and want to get a room lower? She said, all the time. <laughs> All the time, so I felt I felt good about that. I wasn't the only one. And I remember when we went to the Royal Gorge. If you ever, if you've never been there, I mean that thing is. Whew, I got out on that bridge. <laughs> oh man, we were up so high, and I remember Diane. She's over there, just leaning over, taking pictures. You know, and I'm there right in the middle of that bridge. I got down on my hands and knees and crawled back to the edge. You know, <laughs> why am I telling you these stories? I don't know. I'm just having a good time here. But, but anyway, I, so I've had to deal with some fear and, 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 and flying the plane. You know, I remember one time when we landed 
at Lambert Airport here in St. Louis back, we're coming back from vacation or something. One of the few times I fly, fly and we landed at jet. Uh, I did, well, the jet landed and we're down on our, you know, we come down and we've landed and, <laughs> and we're taxiing over to the terminal and the lady sitting next to me, <laughs> I said to her, I said, I said, ma'am, I said, you know what? I said, this is, this is the favorite part of my flight right here. <laughs> Just taxiing back to the terminal after we've landed. And she said, she looked at me and she said, well, we know one thing for sure. You're definitely not related to the Wright brothers. <laughs> I love that. Now, why am I telling you these stories? I don't know. Like I said, just having a lot of fun here. I'm enjoying abundant life. But uh, so I've had to deal with some fears. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and in the midst of those fears, I'm not enjoying abundant life. And, and, you know, you think about the, I'm not teaching really on fear here today, but, you know, fear of things keep people from enjoying life. So really it fits right in here. I mean, there's places I probably would have gone in the world, but haven't because of a fear of flying. And, 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 but, but I've had to deal with these things. And the thing that helps me is I think about I'm born again. I know Jesus as my savior. So if the worst did happen, and the plane crashed or the, or, you know, I slipped and went down at the Royal Gorge. I mean, as hideous as these things are to think about, but you know, if I come to my demise or demise, however you want to say it, I'm going to heaven. So I shouldn't be afraid of these things. And, and thus I should be able then to enjoy my life here upon the earth. So, but anyway, but you're not ready. How I got off on all that, I don't know, but I had fun talking to you about it anyway, but you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. And so once you're ready to die, die you're, you know you're going to heaven. That's when then really fear is removed and you can really enjoy your life here on the earth. So what is abundant life? It's a complete absence of death or anything associated with it. No fear of death. Well, we've talked about that. No fear of anything. Because when you're in fear, you know, I've talked to you about some of the fears I deal with, but but when, you, when there's fear... You know, uh, and those aren't the only ones I've had to deal with. Those, you know, the heights and the and 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 and, and the flying, but uh, uh, you know, other things that I could could get into. But 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 again, you know, uh, when you're in fear, that, that's that's you can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy life, and uh, and so abundant life would be free, completely free of fear, completely free of anxiety. That's something I've had to had to deal with, you know, worry and worry and worrying about this, that and the other thing. And again, most of the things I've worried about over the years have never have never happened anyway. And <laughs> some of the things that, that happened, I wasn't worried about them at all. And they happened and maybe I should have been worried about them. I know. But worry, you know, Jesus. Well, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. And Jesus taught about, you know, that we shouldn't worry, you know, and, 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 uh, it's not a message on worry, but it fits right in. If you're worried about stuff and laden down with all kinds of care, you can't enjoy life. So, so abundant life would be, be, you're, you're free of all of that. You know, you're not worried about anything. You're not anxious. And, you know, there's a difference between planning for tomorrow and being prepared for tomorrow and worrying about tomorrow. And, uh, and, and I tell you what, I've spent a lot of time worrying about tomorrow and, and what's going to happen in the future. And it's such a waste of time. And you, and you don't, in, you can't enjoy life when you're in worry. 
And so I've learned that. So, you know, but when there's no worry, there's no anxiety, man, that's when you can really enjoy life when you have, you know, physical soundness of body, mental soundness, when you've got sound relationships, when you've got, you know, ample amount of money to pay your bills and and to be able to do what you want to do and go where you want to go. I mean, if you don't have financial prosperity, you know, that's not a, a, a abundant, abundant life. And you don't have to be a multimillionaire to, to have a nice life and enjoy things. And but but I tell you what, if you don't, you know, I tell you what, that one golfer, I think Lee Trevino, what a wonderful uh, uh, golfer he, he was and what a personality he was. And he, he said this, he said about himself, he said, I've been rich and I've been poor. And he said, being rich is a lot better. You know, I can say amen to that, you know. But when you don't have money and you're always, you know, can't do this, can't do that and and it pay, can't pay your bills and that's not abundant life. And you study the Bible. God wants us to, to prosper. He wants us to have money. He just doesn't want money to have us. You know, and, and how, again, how can you know if money's got you? Well, I can tell you it's very easy. To, very easy. Is if God, I didn't say the preacher on television or me or somebody else asked you to give, give the money. But if the Lord speaks to your heart to give money away or to, you know, and you can't release it. Or whatever it is he tells you to give and you can't release it, then money or that thing has you. You don't have it. That's a whole other message for a whole other time. But but uh, talking about what is abundant life, to be blessed financially, to be blessed in, in, in every area, spirit, soul, body, to have peace, peace, wonderful peace. Oh, just to just to be at at to be tranquil and, and have peace. And I like this, this one last thing here about what is abundant life. We could say it this way. Uh, uh, it's, I think another definition of peace in, in that Hebrew word shalom, I believe for peace, it's nothing missing, nothing broken. Well, that'll sum it right up. If you've got your life that there's nothing missing in your life, everything's in your life, that's there that needs to be there and there's nothing broken, you know, no, nothing broken in your spiritually, physically, emotionally, in your mind, financially, relationships, nothing missing, nothing broken. See, that's what Jesus came to give you that kind of life where there's no fear, there's no anxiety, there's no, there's no lack, there's no sickness, there's no disease, you know, uh, that's the kind of life that he wants us to live. Now, in this world, he said, we'll have tribulations. Okay, absolutely. And, uh, you know, like Lynn Anderson saying years ago, you know, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. Well, we haven't been promised by God to have a rose garden here on the earth. Let there never be any trials or tribulations. But, but thank God, he's, he's always with us and he'll, He'll help us to overcome the tribulations of life. But the point of this message is, is God wants us to be overcomers and he wants us to enjoy our life as we live it every single day. Absolutely. So now with that being said, how do we experience abundant life? How do we experience it? I've observed lots of Christians who had the life of God in them? They were born again. That's that's what makes them a Christian. Okay, and, and and they're they're going to heaven. Thank God. But they never walked in the abundant life that God had for them here on the earth. 
And I've been part of this crowd myself as I just confessed to you some things about fear of flying, fear of heights, worrying. You know, when when there's fear about you and worry, as I've already said, you know, I mean, I'm born again. I received Jesus as Savior. I'm going to heaven, but, but still I let these things grip me. I'm not enjoying my life as I'm living it. And, uh, and so I, I've seen a lot of people that they're born again. They're, you know, but they're not enjoying abundant life here on the earth. And, and I've been one of those people at times. And, and so, hey, let's, let's all just take a deep breath and say, hey, we've received Jesus. We're going to heaven. Now, if you haven't received Jesus, you need to do that, right? Do it right now. Just call on his name. Say, Jesus, come into my life. And if you mean it, he'll come in there. And that's, that's where life begins. Abundant life begins right there. And then we need to enjoy our life. We need to enjoy our life. We really, really do. Now, how do you have abundant life here upon the earth? Now, I'm going to cover about five or six things here. Uh, there, there's more things I could say. But let's get these five or six, th- five things here. I think uh, if we, we did, if we did these, we'd have abundant life. All right. So number one, how do we have abundant life on the earth? Well, obviously it starts with getting saved. All right. We've already talked about that, but, but beyond that, that's, that's where life, abundant life begins when you get saved, when you get born again. But how do you experience that abundant life between now and the time we, we, we go to heaven, we die? you know, or the rapture takes place. What, what, what do we do? Well, the first thing is, look at John 1, verse 1. Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is talking about the second member of the Trinity who was made flesh. If you read on down, he was made flesh. Talking about Jesus, when the incarnation, when the second member of the Trinity took on human human flesh, human human form, and 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 you know he he was named Jesus glory to god talking about Jesus here he is the word of god he's the word made flesh but in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god he was in the beginning with god and he is god of course all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made now watch this in him was life and uh that life was the light of mankind so what is this telling us? How do we experience abundant life once we get born again? What is this telling us to do? We need the Word of God. We need the Word of God. Now, Jesus is the Word made flesh, but He has given us a book known as the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible. And uh, and that's the Word of God, and we need to get in the Word of God. If we want to have abundant life, we need to get into the Word of God, read it, study it, and live according to it. And that will produce life. Absolutely. John six sixty three. Jesus said it is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So we need the word of God. He said, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So how do we experience abundant life here on the earth? We need the word of God. And, uh, 
and, and he's given us his word in his holy book, the Bible. Now, here's something else that I didn't have on my list, but boy, it jumped right out at me. And it's, it's so good. It's the spirit, the Holy Spirit who gives life. Hey, if you want to have abundance of life, you, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll tell you this. And I didn't intend to say any of this, but it just, it needs to be said. Here it is. So it just, it ought, I should have had it in my notes, but the Holy Spirit is helping me. And, and, and so here it is. If you want to have abundant life, you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You see, you get the Holy Spirit. He comes inside of you when you receive Jesus as your Savior and you get born of the Spirit. And that's what you need to go to heaven. But beyond that, the Bible's clear. There's an experience beyond the new birth where you can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the initial evidence is, of course, speaking with other tongues as he gives the utterance. But I tell you what, you you cannot really have fullness of life without being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I'll just, you know, much I could say, I could preach messages on this, but I know I was born again in a, as a young boy and I attended the Baptist church and thank God for the Baptist. I still am kind of a Baptist at heart. But I remember being in the Baptist church and it was just, there was some, there was an emptiness about it. Now, thank God that they preached the new birth. Thank God. And I, I thank God. Like I said, I'm still a kind of a Baptist at heart. But in the, in, in the Baptist church, there was just something that was missing. There was something missing. There was something, there was like an emptiness that I experienced. And long story short, it was the baptism in the Holy Spirit because by and large, the Baptists, don't believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They believe that's all, you know, was done away with when the last apostle died or something like that. And that's not so. The baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking with tongues and the, the gifts of the Spirit are still for us today. And you cannot have, a, a, a you really can't, as a Christian, you cannot experience abundant life without being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus is the one who does that. And so if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, just say, say, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And that quick, he'll do it. And, and, and then it, right there's a bubbling on the inside, bubbling on the inside. What is that bubbling? Well, it's the Holy Ghost giving you utterance. Open your mouth and speak and let that come out and it'll come out in other tongues. Glory to God. I was having trouble speaking in other tongues when after I got baptized in the Holy Ghost because number one, I thought the Holy Ghost was going to make me speak in tongues and he won't make you do anything. I thought he was going to, uh, uh, you know, do it for me and that, that, that's not going to, he's not going to do that. I, I tried to, speak in, in tongues out of my head, but the bubbling's not in your head. It's in your spirit. He's in your spirit. And, and, and I just, I struggled and struggled and struggled. And one day I was running late for work and I was, I was driving my car out to Eureka to the golf course. I was driving West on highway 44 and I crossed that times beach bridge. And there was a police officer and he was radar and he shot my car with the radar gun. He shot me with the radar gun. I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> I've been speaking in tongues from that day to this. And whenever I've ministered and ministered to people over the years, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and they were having trouble speaking in tongues, I thought about going, going and getting that radar gun from that police officer and shooting them with the radar gun and getting them to speak in tongues. But I'm joking with that. 
because it wasn't radar gun. I don't, I don't know. I just, that's when I started speaking in tongues. That's when I yielded. It must have worked because I don't know what I was saying, but that police officer didn't pull me over. Glory to God. He should have because I was going pretty fast. But, uh, uh, but thank God, you know, speak the mysteries of God in other tongues. And so whatever, whatever I prayed out there in other tongues must have worked because he didn't pull me over. But, um, but, but thank God, uh, uh, for speaking in tongues. And, uh, I, I wanted to tell you that little story about how I, 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 I started speaking in tongues. But, uh, I'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit for many weeks, but I just was struggling with it. And then, but you see, you gotta do it by faith and you gotta yield your tongue and go ahead and speak. And I tell you what, uh, then it just rolled out of me. Glory to God. Praise God forevermore. And I could teach you messages on speaking in tongues and the importance of it. But I tell you what, you, you pray in the Spirit regularly pray in tongues well I tell you what that's a that's abundant life glory to God so so here's the second thing that will uh, produce abundant life so I'm really giving you two right now so really my number two has become number three because the Holy Ghost gave me gave me he renumbered for me here but he can do that he can do he's God he can do he can do that so so we've got getting the word of God uh, be baptized with the Holy Spirit here's here's another one number three would be, uh, uh, look at Psalm 1611. Psalm 1611 says, speaking of the psalmist, speaking of God, and he says, you will show me the path of life. We could say the path of abundant life. I think you could say that. And God will show us the path of abundant life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. So much we could say about that verse, but what I want to bring out here is just the presence of God, spending time in his presence, spending time in prayer, spending time in his word, spending time around God will produce abundant life, uh, fullness of joy. Glory to God. So spend time with the Lord and that will produce abundant life, abundance of life, fullness of life. Uh, will be about you. Glory to God. Here's another one. Uh, this is now my number four. Look at First Peter three. It's re- it, 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 let's just read it. First Peter three verse ten. For he who would love life, or we could say it another way, if you want to experience abundant life and see good days, what must we do? Let that person refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Wow. Listen, if you want to have abundant life and enjoy life and experience it to the full, you're going to have to watch this, 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 this tongue. You're going to have to watch your tongue. You're going to have to refrain and your lips and your tongue. And you're going to have to refrain your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I tell you what, being around so many Christians over the years, the people that have been gossipers and backbiters and, and, and tail bearers and, and, and that sort of thing, I have never really noticed the fullness of joy about them. And I tell you the truth. There's been times over the years, you know, uh, I've got myself under control over the last couple of decades, but early on, you know, I mean, I mean, we all like to, 
I mean the flesh, let's put it that way, the flesh, you know, <laughs> the flesh likes to listen to gossip or listen to, you know, that kind of stuff. Let's just be honest about it. The flesh likes that stuff, but we got to keep the flesh under control and not yield to the flesh. But, uh, but you know, anytime I've ever listened to gossip or, 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 you know, said things I shouldn't have said or whatnot, you know, I tell you what, it just it just sucks it just sucks the 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 life out of uh, out of things. It just does, and and so I could speak for hours on this subject. But let me just tell you, people that are gossips and backbiters and they don't hold their tongue and refrain their tongue from evil and and their lips from speaking deceit, those people just never never had. They, there's just no life about them, and 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 really. You know, if you want to have abundant life and you get around those people, they'll just suck, they'll just suck all that, that, that joy and that life right, right out of you. They, they really, really will. I'm talking about people that are born again. They're, they're even baptized in the Holy Ghost. They're going to heaven, but they, they don't keep their tongue under control and they, they talk bad about people and this and that and the other. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And those people, they don't have abundant life about them and they, they, what they wind up doing is stealing abundant life from, from other people that listen to them. And they just, just some, you know, there's some people you just got to keep at a distance. Absolutely. Some people you just have to keep at a distance. And the Bible is very clear on that. And so, uh, and then it says, let him, verse 11, 1 Peter 3, that was verse 10, then 11, let him turn away from evil and, and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. So, if you want to have abundant life, we're going to have to live right before God and we're going to have to control our tongue because if we don't, we will not have abundant life. Here's another one. Look at Romans 8 verse 6 it says for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how do we have abundant life? Well, Here's another way to be spiritually minded. The Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. <laughs> well, that's abundant life. So if you want to experience abundant life in the here and now, uh, you're going to have to be spiritually minded. Now, people say, well, what, what does that mean to be spiritually minded? Well, look at Colossians chapter 3. Let's look at the first three verses. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, that just means, put it in my own words, if you've been born again, all right, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Now watch this, set your mind. The new King James says, set your mind. King James says, set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. Now, look, <laughs> If you want to have abundant life, you're going to have to watch where you set your affection, where you set your mind, where you set your affection. And as long as you have your affection on the things of this life, you'll never have the fullness of life that God wants you to experience. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about because I, I've lived this. And, and I remember back years ago, uh, you know, bef before I got into ministry and, and, uh, you know, I would set my, I had set my affection on, on some, some different things and whatnot. And, and I wasn't, uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, what God had for me to do at that time was not what I was, I didn't have my affection set on, on that. I, I had, I'll say more about this in a moment, but I had set my affection on some other things 
that I wanted to do. And, uh, and I never had, I never had peace about me. I never had joy about me. I never had the fullness of life, the abundance of life about me. And it was because I was, I was being carnally minded. Now that carnally or fleshly minded or the things of this world. And I didn't have my mind on, on sin or going out and sinning. It wasn't a matter of that. It was, I had my mind set on things that, that I, that I wanted to do, not that God wanted me to do. And the things that I wanted to do were not sinful. I'll talk more about them here in just a moment, but they were not sinful things. It just, that wasn't what God wanted me to do. And, and so, and I never had, there was always, I never had the peace that I, that I, that I, that, that I, I didn't have peace. I didn't have tranquility. I didn't have joy about me. I, I did to a, to a degree, but not to fullness. Abund, not, not in abundance. See, abundance, fullness. That's what we're talking about here. I, I had life about me. I was born again, going to heaven. I had life about me, but I didn't have that abundance, that fullness, overflowingness about me. Uh, because I was being carnally minded, earthly minded, fleshly minded. Now, this is not talking about, look, hey, you've got to attend to things here on the earth. You know, you've got to, you know, you got to have a job. You got to take care of your family. You've got to take care of your home. You've got to take care of your car. You got to pay your bills. I'm not talking about that. God wants us to do those things. But, but, uh, you can do those things without, without setting your, your, um, without those things being the very most important to you, if that's the right way to say it, okay? And, uh, and, and so we need to set our affection on, on the things of God, the things of the Spirit, you know? Not the things of the flesh, but the things of the Spirit. And if we'll do that, then we'll have fullness of joy, okay? We'll have fullness of life, all right? To be... To be, there's another scripture that says, uh, to be, uh, carnally, well, we just read, <laughs> there's another scripture, I just read it, to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritual, this is Romans 8, 6 again, for to be carnally minded is death. I, I read that just a minute ago, I think I did, if, if not, spin it back and see if I did, I hope I didn't skip it, but for to be, Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death. That's, that means that you set your affection on the things of the flesh, okay? Uh, and, and Christians can be, uh, carnally minded. They're, they're born again. Their spirit's born again, but, but in, in their mind, their, their affection is on, I'll, I'll just put it another way. Everybody can understand it. The football, the Super Bowl is more important to them than the church service. You know, the, the golf match is more important to them than, uh, uh, you know, preaching the gospel. You know, uh, their job is more important to them than soul winning. You know, their, boy, this one's gonna hit, their, their spouse or their children is more important to them than Jesus. You know, and, and I've dealt with a lot of Christians like that. And I've, I've been that way, you know, and, and, and over the years and God's had to work on me because to be carnally minded is death. Uh, there, there's no, there's no life, much less abundant life in being carnally earthly minded. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
Yeah, I covered that a while ago. But hey, repetition is a seed of learning. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And then how do you have, how, 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 does one be spiritually minded? You set your affection on the things of the spirit, the things of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, the things, the, the things of the Holy Spirit and, and the things he's interested in. And that's when you'll have abundant, you'll experience abundant life. And again, see, carnally minded doesn't mean it can mean sinful things. And you've got sense enough to know that if you're going to dabble with sin, you're not going to have the abundance of life. But you can be dabbling in things that are, that's not sin. That's what I want to center in on. You're dabbling in things that, that's not sinful. It's just stuff that, that you want to do instead of stuff that God wants you to do. And you'll never have the fullness of life that God has for you when you're, when you're living that way. So how to be spiritually minded? Set your affection on the thing, on, on heavenly things. Now, again, balance in all this. You don't want to be, I've met Christians that they're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good, as the old saying goes. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying we need to go floating around the room. Woo! Some of these, the intercessory prayers. Thank God for intercessory prayers. But I've met some of them. I tell you what, they are flakier than a box of cornflakes. They're floating around. Woo! You know, come on. Come on. That I, I get aggravated because I've seen a lot of those kind of people over the years. No, I mean... To be spiritually minded doesn't mean you're, you're nutty. It's just that the things of the spirit are more important to you than the things of the flesh. How, how about that? Let's put it that way. And, uh, and so anyway, but that's how you how you can be spiritually minded. Keep your things, your, your mind set on the things of the spirit. Now, and then, and then look, look here. Uh, another way that we can experience abundant life is, is by following Jesus, following him not just believing on him that's where that's where life begins <laughs> believing on him and getting born again that's where abundant life begins as i've already said but if you want to have abundance of life i mean abundant life begins with follow with, with when you get born again but if you want to let me get this straight abundant life begins when you get born again but if you want to have and you're ready to die, ready to go to heaven. But if you want to have fullness of life between now and the time you go to heaven, you need to follow Jesus. That's what I'm trying to say. Easy for me to say. I finally got it out. But look at John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. And he is. He who follows me, who follows Jesus, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Glory to God. And I think we could say the light of abundant, the light of abundant life, because he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So if we follow him, we'll not walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of life. And I believe abundant life. Hey, if you want to have abundant life between now and the time you go to heaven, you need to follow Jesus. You absolutely, absolutely need to follow Jesus. And, and, and be like the Apostle Paul who made the statement in Philippians 1 verse 21. I mean, this man had the life of God in him. He left, he left everything he was doing as Saul of Tar Tarsus and he left all that. And I mean, it's a good thing he did too because he was on his way to hell. But I tell you what, he got born again on the road to Damascus. And I tell you what, as he, as he, as, as the Lord Jesus worked on him and developed him, he wrote in Philippians 1.21, he said, for me to live is Christ. Glory to God. 
Praise God. And then he said to die is gain. See, what does that mean? He was ready to die. He went to heaven when he died. But because he was ready to die, then he was ready to live. And he had the fullness of God's abundant life about him. And he said, for me to live is Christ. Glory to God. But if you want to have abundant life here on the earth, you're going to need to follow Jesus. You're going to need to be spiritually minded. Do these other things we talked about. Stay in the word of God. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Stay in the presence of God. Keep your tongue refrained from evil. Be spiritually minded and follow Jesus. And I tell you what, it'll produce the abundant life that God wants you to have. Look at Mark 8. Oh, this is, oh, this, I'm getting ready to close here in a few minutes, but boy, this is so good. Hang on this. Mark 8, 34 says, when he, Jesus had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Well, there it is. Follow him. Take Deny himself. Look, watch this. Deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Now, what does it mean to take up your cross? Well, cross was for the crucifixion of the flesh. So, yes, it means to put your flesh under control and to deny himself. What does that mean? Deny himself. It doesn't mean, you know, to de- deny yourself of food or that sort of. No, no. <laughs> He's talking about that that you're not going to do what you want to do anymore. Like I was talking about with me a while ago. I'm going to say some more about that in a moment. But you don't want to, you're not going to do, you're not going to do. I mean, you may want to do your own thing, but you're not going to do your own thing. You're going to deny yourself of doing your own thing, doing the stuff that you want to do. And you're going to take up the cross. You're going to crucify your flesh, so to speak. And that's what that means. You're going to put your flesh under control and you're going to deny the the stuff that you want to do. And you're going to follow Jesus and do what he wants you to do. And verse 35 said, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it or will find it. Absolutely the truth. You know, Uh, I want to read that again. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it or will find it. He's talking about finding and having abundant life. And I'm going to put this verse, verse 35, Mark 8, 35, in my own words. In my own words. And listen to this. Whoever insists on living out their own desires... And dreams will never experience God's abundant life. Whoever insists on living out their own desires and dreams will never experience God's abundant life. But whoever gives up their own desires and dreams to live out the desires and dreams God has for them, this person will experience God's abundant life. And that's what taking up the cross and following Jesus and being spiritually minded is all about is that, hey, there's some things over here that, that you may want to do. And they, they're not sinful things, but you may want to do them. But but you're following Jesus. And, 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 you know, now there are some times 
where you'll get to, he'll let you do some of the things you want to do, certainly. But there's times where, where he's got other things for you to do. And, and, it, and it's a sacrifice because you want to go do these things over here. But I tell you what, if you'll take up the cross, deny yourself of doing that and go do what he wants you to do, oh, you'll find, I tell you what, you'll find, you'll, you'll find, you'll be so glad that you gave up those things over there and you went over this away to do what he wanted you to do. And, and, and this, hey, the way he has you to go, it, 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 it may be, I guarantee it to you, it'll be more difficult than going this other way. And you'll have to, it'll cost you some things that you'll have to pay a price. You have to give up some things you want to do. I'm not talking about sinful stuff even. You follow him, but oh boy, you get, you follow him. I tell you what, you'll walk into that abundant life. Oh my, 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 my. I tell you what, you'll be so glad you did. And you'll be so glad that you put your flesh under and you took up the cross, crucified those things that you want to do and you followed him and you, you didn't insist on living out your own desires and dreams, but you decided, decided to do what God wants you to do. You'll get into that abundant life and you'll be so glad you did. You know, I have in my notes here, abundant life is all about being in the will of God for your life. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, God has a, 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 a plan for everyone's life. And your job is, your mission, should you decide to accept it, <laughs> is to find out what that is. What is the will of God for your life? Absolutely. And the Bible says in Acts 17, verse 26, God has determined mankind's pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord. See, God has, there, there's, a, there's a place God wants you to live. There's things he has for you to do. And your mission, should you decide to accept it, and you, you better decide to accept it, you should, is to find out what is the will of God for your life and get in that place. You know, you study the Bible. There's, there's geographical places that God has for people to live. I've watched people already. They were, they, you know, God, God, uh, uh, you know, had, they, he wanted them to go to a certain place, uh, to a certain state or whatever. They didn't want to go there. They went over to this other, other state over here and they never did have the abundance that God had for them. You know, there's other people I've met that they, 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 uh, you know, they, they were in a certain place and they just, uh, uh, you know, they knew the call of God was on their life and they were supposed to start a church and start a ministry or whatever. We'll say start a church and, 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 and they, they started that church and God didn't want them to start. He wanted them to start a church, but not in the geographical location that they were in. He wanted them to do it somewhere else. That he's the boss. God is. He do what he says. But they were comfortable. You know, their family was in that certain location. And so, no, we'll just start a church here. And then I've watched God even bless them up so far. But then it gets just so far along. And that's as far as God will work with them. And, and those people, you talk to those pastors and they'll admit, I never did have the fullness of what I, I felt God had for me. Well, they were in the wrong, they had the, they had the right church, but the wrong pew. You know what I mean? They, they had the right plan but it was in the wrong place. See, God has places for us to be and we need to seek, seek him, find out where he wants us, what he, and what he has for us to do. And, uh, uh, and I tell you what, you know, there are some people that, that got, that, you know, they pastor church, but, but they're never, they're never fulfilled. And you get right down to it. They'll tell you, well, I never thought I was supposed to pastor. I was supposed to be a traveling minister. 
or vice versa. You know, people traveling, traveling, and they, they struggle. And, they, you know, I never did, years come and go, you talk to them, and they, they've struggled, and they struggled. And you say, well, you know, I, 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 you know, looking back at it, I, I felt God was really leading me to, 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 to just stay in one location. But I've traveled all these years, and it's been a struggle. Hey, We've got to find out what God wants. If we want to have abundant life, we've got to find out what God wants us to do and do it. And I'll close by saying this, talk about my, my, my life. I know going back in my life, uh, first thing that, that I really remember is, you know, I was a pretty good golfer. I, I was a pretty good golfer. And uh, first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to pursue golf. And as, as a young boy in high school, I, 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 was, a, I was a pretty decent player. And uh, I was going right along there in, <laughs> in high school playing golf and uh, doing, doing well. And I was, I, I, I was back in that day, I was beating some, some other uh, uh, players that were my senior. They were older than me. And, you know, I'm in ninth grade and I'm beating, beating guys on the golf course that went on to be professional golfers. You know, I, I was doing all right. But when I got into that senior year, I didn't even play golf my senior year in high school. Can you believe it? But you see, I sensed the call of God and, uh, and it just, it just, it's like there was a deadness about golf. I just l- lost all interest in it because I, I sensed the call of God on my life. And then, as that went along, long story, I won't go into all the details, but then, uh, I, I don't know, I just, I sense the call of God, but then, I, I, see, I, I wanted to pursue golf, well, okay, so I put that on the side, and then, t- being a math teacher, oh man, I wanted to be a math teacher, and so, uh, I got my math degree from the University of Missouri, St. Louis, and I wanted to teach in the Rockwood School District, that was my, that's the thing I wanted to do, I wanted to teach in the Rockwood School District, and I, I, I never, they, I, I, I graduated from Eureka High School in 1981. I was in the top 10 scholastically in my graduating class. And, uh, uh, <laughs> but I, I went on and got my degree and Rockwood wouldn't give me the time of day. And I'm teaching at St. Louis Community College at Merrimack and, and, uh, I taught there you know, part time. And, uh, I'm teaching there and, uh, uh, after about three class periods, you know, three, three class sessions, this lady walks up to me and she introduces herself to me as the president of the school board of Rockwood School District. <laughs> she was a student in my class at Merrimack, in my algebra class. And she said, you know, she said, I like the way you teach. We could use some good teachers over there. She said, we got a whole bunch of good teachers in Rockwood, but we could use another one. Would you be interested in, in, in being a math teacher in Rockwood School District? And I said, what I, like, I and I never talked to her. I never said a word. She just came up, student in my class at, Mer- at Merrimack, uh, St. Louis Community College at Merrimack. She's a student in my class. She says, you'd be interested in, in, I'm talking about the abundant life here now. He, she said, would you be interested in teaching Rockwood School District? Oh, well, yeah. You're, I said, come on, you're speaking my language. She she didn't know any of the desires of my heart, what I wanted to do. And, uh, and so uh, she said, I'll write you a letter of recommendation. So she wrote a letter and man, I couldn't get an interview. Rockwood wouldn't give me the time of day. And all of a sudden now, I mean, I'm number one on their, on, on their list. I mean, I get all these letters coming in. They, they want to interview me. Well, I say all these letters. I got two interviews right away. So I went on these interviews. <laughs> 
what are these interviews? And I think, oh, the president wants me in, man. I'm in, I'm in. I got, I'm going to get my job and get to do what I always wanted to do, be a math teacher in Rockwood School District. And, and I interviewed for the, the two positions. And, and I told my, my wife, I told my mother, I said, I'm in. President wants me in. And, <laughs> and I got those letters in the mail. And the first one I opened it up and said, you know, you know, you know, it says something to the effect, you know, we're, we're sorry to inform you. So I thought, well, there's another, another interview that I had. I'll, I'm sure I'll get that one. And a week or two later, that letter comes and it's the same thing. <laughs> and I start crying. I was crying. I was crying. And my wife, Diane, she didn't want to hear me cry anymore. So I went over to my mother's house and I cried. I said, the president, the president wrote me, a, the president of the Rockwood School Board wrote me a letter and I still can't get hired. But what I didn't know is what I didn't know is is that shortly thereafter, the Lord directed my wife and I to start Summit Church in the Rockwood School District in Rockwood Summit High School. And had I gotten either one of those jobs that I had an interview for, it would have hindered, I won't go into all, all of it, but it would have hindered the start of Summit Christian Church. And so when I didn't get those jobs, I, I just said, Lord, I'm going to just do what you want me to do. And, and I laid the school teaching aside and we got going into church. And I tell you what, you talk about fullness of life where I, I, I there's nothing like for me. And then I'll close. There's nothing like for me. I think back on it now, those years when, as I'd stand and, and teach, and even now as I teach under the anointing of the Spirit of God, I wouldn't trade that for anything. But where I really, where it really got rich for me was in those healing lines that we, we had and, and, and the anointing to heal, to heal the sick. I mean, that anointing would go into manifestation and the people would come and I mean, they'd be lined around the building, wrapped around the building and, 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 you know, and, and just over the years, we prayed for multitudes and multitudes of people. And we'd be, I'd be in those prayer lines and the power of God moving, the anointing of God moving and, the, and, and just standing there and laying hands on the people and watching the power of God move and God healing people on, I mean, healing them on every side. And over the years, multitudes of people healed by the power of God. And I got to be right there and watch that. Oh, I wouldn't trade it for for anything. I'm so glad that I laid, I took up the cross and followed the Lord Jesus and I laid down the golf. Nothing sinful about golf. It is if you put it up in front of God, but I had to lay it down. I had to lay down school teaching. Nothing wrong with teaching math, but nothing sinful about it, but I had to lay it down. And oh, I'm so glad I did because I got to, to minister under the power of God and see God heal so many people and set so many people free. Glory to God. And I, and that's where I, I mean, that's where I, I like living right there, man. I could just stay in them healing lines. I just love those healing lines when the power of God was in turn, when God turned that power up. Oh my goodness. My, 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 my. That's where I, that's, that's, that, that's what I was born to do right there. And that's where I, oh man, I, that's, I, that's where I just would like to live in those healing lines, ministering to the sick. That's where I have the abundance of life. Glory to God. So, hey, I hope this, helped you today. God wants you to have abundant life. So here's what you do. If, if, if you don't know Jesus, life begins, abundant life begins at the new birth. So repent of your sins, call on the name of the Lord Jesus, 
and He'll come into your life. Receive Him as your Savior, and that's where abundant life begins. And then, do the things we talked about here today, and in the process of time, you will walk in the abundant life that God has for you. And you'll be blessed, and you'll be a blessing to others. Well, God bless you, and I hope you enjoyed this today. Experience God's abundant life, and I'll see you right back here again next week. All right, bye-bye, and God bless you.